At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience. Big thanks to Steve Quiz for joining me in the last segment. Uh, guy does a great job on all of ESPN's broadcasts when it comes to college football, college basketball. He also is the voice of UC San Diego as well. So got to talk a little Big West basketball. Shout out to my producer tonight, Brian Ortega, for being able to book that. And he's also got me, Mike Palm, who's going to be joining in about 15 minutes. So you don't want to go anywhere for that. And all the guys behind the scenes doing great work. It's how you're able to see me on your TV, hear me on your radio. Mikhail's doing great work all over. Mr. Super Utility Man. And then you got Nick doing a great job of being able to hold it down. All of you guys, a big thanks to you guys. And a big thanks to everyone that's tuned in tonight. Going to be talking a little college basketball in this hour. We're going to have Mike Palm on. Who knows where that's going to go, but all I can guarantee you is that it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. So we've got a lot to talk about. And then when it winds up hitting midnight Pacific time, so that means that all the continental 48 states are experiencing a Sunday. We're going to be diving in to the NFL betting board, giving you guys some previews, giving you guys some picks, some analysis. So we're going to have you guys all set there. But when it comes to these games out here on the West Coast, we do have a college basketball game that I'll get you caught up on in a minute. But it seems like these football games are all going final. It was San Diego State that was barely able to hold on against Nevada. This one goes final with a count of 23 to 21. If you wound up liking San Diego State, all I could say is hopefully you wound up taking it early in the week because they wound up closing as right around a two and a half point favorite. They win by two. So if you wound up taking Nevada very late in the process, you were able to get there. They actually opened it a lot of books as a favorite. So wound up seeing some movement there and about as close as it gets on the total. Total winds up closing anywhere between 45 and 45 and a half. It lands 44. So the under barely good in this one. So that is going to be big for San Diego State, who still has only one loss. So we're going to be taking a look at them moving forward. You've got one game out there in the Mountain West that is still live. That would be Utah State and San Jose State. You've got San Jose State that just getting completely pummeled right now. 38 to 17. Got about eight minutes of change left in this one. You wound up seeing San Jose State earlier in the day in some places, a four and a half point underdog. They close anywhere between four and three and a half. Right now, it's not mattering your number because right now they are just taking it to San Jose State. Total, very much in play. This one winds up closing anywhere between 57.5 to 58.5. So if you want to take it a 57.5, all you're going to need is a field goal here. If you want to take it more like a 58.5, you're going to need a touchdown. So this is one in which you want to buckle up for safety on. And this game 
has the final seconds ticking away as Oregon takes down Washington State 38 to 14. This is one in which, if you wound up taking Oregon, hopefully you wound up taking them more towards the latter part as they wound up being, when I was doing the show yesterday, a 14-point favorite. They close more around 13 to 13 and a half. So they wind up covering the closing line when it comes to more of the opening lines, more of what we wound up seeing towards the middle of the week. It was a lot of 14. So this is one in which it certainly did depend upon your number. And when it comes to this total, you did wind up seeing a little bit of movement on that as well. But for Oregon, they were able to do a solid job in this game as it was Oregon who wound up closing as right around a 14-point favorite, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. So they were able to get it done there. Total of 57.5 to 58. That one winds up going under. So you have that going on. And then we do have a college basketball game going on as well. Always a good old bailout game for a lot of people that they might wind up having a little bit of a lesser day. Or for other people in which you wind up having a really good day, you want to make it just an absolutely superb day, you wind up putting a little bit more on this as right now, the Rainbow Warriors are taking it to Pacific. 64 to 52. We have reached a final media timeout. You've got a Y. Anywhere between one and a half and a two-point underdog. I'm close. Actually opened up as a three and a half point underdog. Thought that that was a little bit of a bad line there. And right now, Y is proving it. 64 to 52. Very interesting Hawaii bunch in that they were down by as many as 26 points a few days ago against Northern Colorado. They wound up clawing their way back into making it a one-possession game, and they wind up ultimately losing that game by three points. But that is one in which it is a buckle-up-for-safety game, and it is in a big West set, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. If you wind up having Hawaii being able to cover this game, the Big West is going to go 4-0 against the spread in this one. You wind up seeing UC Riverside be able to pull off their upset against Arizona State. UC Davis has been able to provide you a lot of value. They wind up pulling off an upright, an outright win against Utah State. Big West is making you a lot of money. I always shit say it on this show, and it's because I truly do mean it. It doesn't matter whether you're betting on the national title game. It doesn't matter whether you're betting UNC versus Duke. It doesn't matter if you're betting on UC Davis versus Utah State. Money is money. Now, granted, if you're betting on the UC Davis game, you're probably going to have a little bit of a lower limit. That is goes without saying, but that said, all that matters is being able to build a little bit more of a bankroll, being able to find these good spots, that is what is most important. And if you were looking for spots, a good spot was betting on ranked teams in college basketball on Saturday. As you wound up seeing quite a few of them cover a little bit under the radar. How about the way that Memphis wound up looking today against what is, I think is personally a really solid NC Central team. They're going to be one of the team, top teams out there in the MEAC conference. It was Memphis winning that game by kind of 90 to 51. The misnomer with Memphis is that this is a bunch that they really play defense, but not a lot of offense. But Memphis, year in and year out, ever since Penny Hardaway has taken over the program, they have been one of the faster teams in all of college basketball. They're a team that they play up-tempo. Turnovers could sometimes be a little bit of an issue, just like it's an issue when San Jose State winds up having tip balls as this is an interception for Utah State. Utah State, will they be able to get the pick six? They are held short as they wind up getting down at the eight-yard line. 41-17, Utah State is in the lead, and they've got the ball within the 10-yard line. This is a spot in which if you wind up having the under, that is probably going to be the death nail of that. So we're going to keep you guys informed as to if we wind up getting another score in that game. But that game is in the bank and earning interest at this point as just a lackluster effort, to say the least, from, from San Jose State. And this one is Utah State on the door and knocking as well. But Getting back to the ranked teams that we wound up seeing in college basketball, Memphis was able to give you a good effort. Michigan was facing off against a Prairie View team that they've looked very solid in the swag in recent years, a team in which they've been able to cover a couple spreads this season. And for Michigan, they came out and they looked very solid. 77 to 49, the final. A Michigan team that they were one of the top teams with regards to defensive efficiency last season. They held Prairie View A&M to 27% shooting from the floor and 22% from three-point range. So Michigan was able to do a good job there. They won the rebound battle. I'm not even kidding here. 52 to 32. So they completely decimated on the glass. Hunter Dickinson wound up having 11 points, 10 rebounds. They're a team that I still think they're the best team out there in the Big Ten. We've seen Purdue look really solid in their first two games of the season. They completely dismantle both Purdue and they also wound up being able to take down Bellarmine. But 
I still think that you've got to take the Ric Flair mentality here in order to be the champ. You've got to beat the champ. Michigan, still the champ out there in the Big Ten. They have done nothing to be able to tarnish that title, though. I'm sure those of you guys that want to blame the points with them against Buffalo would have liked them to be able to get one or two more in that game, but certainly they have looked very solid. The big one that wound up going final about 90 minutes ago, Gonzaga. They wind up not just taking down Texas, but they wind up doing so by double figures. I personally thought that the line that we wound up seeing with Gonzaga on the close being a seven-point favorite actually opened up in a lot of East Coast books. More round in 8.5 was a little bit too high, but Gonzaga, they showed otherwise. 86-74, and coming into the year, I felt like Gonzaga was the number one team in all of college basketball. I think that I've got to adjust them up on my power rankings by at minimum a half a point after they wound up being able to win this one. It's not one of these things in which it wound up being Gonzaga, who I legitimately had as a two-point favorite over Kansas if both teams were at full force and would play on a neutral court if that wound up being the case. It's not like I now go from Gonzaga being a two-point favorite over everyone else in college basketball, and now it's like, oh, they're a 15-point favorite or anything like that. But I do feel like you have to make adjustments and with Gonzaga. They look just really impressive in general in this game. Drew Timmy. 37 points. He absolutely dominated this game. And keep in mind, Gonzaga won this game by 12 points with Chet Holmgren giving you two points and five rebounds. So that is just really impressive from this team. You wound up having that half quarter at the end of the first half from Rozier Bolton as well. So Gonzaga had all the goods in this one. So that is something that you want to be taking a look at and something that you want to be taking a look at as well. In college basketball, you're going to notice that books do this all the time. They wind up pretty much just throwing up there, copying and pasting the Kempom numbers, and they really don't look too much at it because you're going to notice that bookmakers, they've got a lot on their plates. You've got to list the NBA every single day. You've got to list the NHL. You've got all forms of football, college football, the NFL. They aren't getting as much handle on some of these, shall we say, lesser games. So you wind up getting these underdogs that, Typically, you're going to find a lot of them on the extra games board. And when you're talking about that, those are the games in which you wind up having six digits on the rotation order rather than three games. These involve teams from, say, the Atlantic Sun. We're going to throw out there the Patriot League, the MEAC, the SWAC. The list goes on and on. And if you wind up taking this one on the money line, hard to find this big of an underdog on the money line typically, but you are able to get there. UMass Lowell, they wind up taking down Dayton by a count of 59 to 58. They were north of a two-touchdown underdog in this spot, and they wound up just being able to take it to a Dayton team that, well, let's just say that they weren't necessarily the most efficient on offense in this one. 15 turnovers. They wind up shooting 39% from floor in UMass Lowell. They were able to do just enough to be able to get it done, and you just never know what you're going to find in college basketball because I tell you right now, I wound up putting together the VEASAN college basketball betting guide. I take a look at so many of these, these guys and the impact that they're going to be able to make. Justin Fazian was someone that I didn't necessarily think was going to be able to make an impact for UMass Lowell, and he was the reason why they wound up winning this game. Certainly a case in which I didn't think that laying north of two touchdowns was necessarily the world's greatest call here with Dayton, but I mean, those are the opportunities that are awarded to you in college basketball this time of year, and there's a great opportunity awarded to me on this show. Coming up next, the great Mike Palm does a little bit of everything over here at Beeson, handicaps it all. Just a great guy in general. He's joining me next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to Zen slash find to locate a store near you. That is ZYN.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we are back here in lovely Las Vegas, more specifically at Circa, it is a Greg Peterson experience. And I've been looking forward to this all week long. We are being joined by the one, the only Mike Palm. You're able to hear him on Odds On. That is every Monday through Friday right here on the network. He always makes appearances on a wide variety of shows as well. And I am honored enough to have him on tonight. Mike, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you so much for joining me. Very exciting, Greg, to be on the Greg Peterson experience for the very first time. Very proud of what you've done with the network and coming up and now having your own show. It's just terrific. It is terrific to have you aboard. Thank you. And I know that you do a great job. With your show odds on, that is every Monday through Friday, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. If you're looking Pacific time, that is 11 a.m. to noon. And Mike, I know that we were talking about this a little bit off air, but what the Ben Roethlisberger means when it comes to Survivor, because you were saying to me that there were quite a few people that in Survivor, they wound up going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now a little bit more of a dicey situation, because as we know, the Steelers backup quarterback situation not necessarily the best out there in the NFL. So I think that it's going to be a very interesting week in general when it comes to a lot of these contests, when it comes to the NFL. Well, yeah, I mean, you had to have your picks in by 3 o'clock Pacific, and this news really didn't break till maybe 4.30 Pacific time that he was in the COVID protocol and wouldn't be playing against the Lions. You know, three weeks ago, Greg, we had over 2,200 entries still remaining out of the 4,000-plus in Survivor that are playing for $6 million. 187 go down on Thursday with the Ravens, bringing the total just under 500. Basically, half of that 500 left is on the Steelers. 248 people had to put their picks in, not knowing Ben Roethlisberger would not be their quarterback, but their dreams of $6 million rested on the arm of Mason Rudolph. Now, I don't know how they're going to approach this, if maybe they want to hedge their position a little bit with a money line wager. On the lines, I see the line still catching six, six and a half, right? So you're still getting a nice plus price on the money line here. But got to be disappointed, especially if you only have one entry left or you had two and you used them both on Pittsburgh. A very reasonable thing to do is this is really the end of the soft part of the Pittsburgh schedule. The Steelers with a much tougher schedule the rest of the way out. Yep, it certainly is one of those things where a lot of people mapping out exactly what they're going to be doing in Survivor for the season. I'm sure that there are a lot of people starring games against Teams like the Jets, teams like 
the Detroit Lions and Jacksonville Jaguars being like, okay, this is going to be the week that I wind up using up this team for a lot of people. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, so it is really intriguing to be able to take a look at that. And when it comes to just everything that we've seen in general when it comes to Survivor, this is your second year running this. And have you been surprised at just how many favorites the last two years have been able to win outright? Because it just feels like the last two years, we have seen fewer of these underdogs of a touchdown or more be able to come through. And you mentioned it, right around half the entries still alive going into this week. So I feel like that's been a little bit of something that has been unexpected the last north of 12 months that you guys have been running Survivor. Yeah, you know, we said there were 1,390 people last year, Greg, and it ended up 35 of them went undefeated and chopped the, the prize pool, um, which which was 2.3 million, 2.39 million, because Derek added the million if anybody, you know, had a perfect record. You know, this year, up until three weeks ago, no underdog of, of seven and a half points or more had lost. And then finally, the Jets upset the Bengals as a 10-point dog. And then we've seen a little bit of carnage uh, through, the, through the following weeks. Now, what's going to happen here? I, if you would have asked me three weeks ago how many people are going to have a perfect record, and remember there's those two three-game windows, the Thanksgiving three and then the, the two Christmas Christmas Day games along with the Thursday before, how many people would have went, you know, 20 and 0 this year? I would have probably told you maybe around 75 or 80, but now we could be sitting with right around 200 less after this week. I mean, there's a possibility maybe that nobody goes undefeated, that this thing ends before the final week of the season. Who knows? That's the great part of it. But mapping out your strategies, changing midstream as you reevaluate teams, where's the spot to use them? I mean, most people by this point have a map going backwards, right? from the last week till now, and they pretty much have it all plotted out, but then strange things happen, like Ben Roethlisberger won't be playing. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things in which you've got to be able to play those games out there on the field, and as we know, injuries, and in this case, unfortunately, COVID-19, certainly a part of everything that we wind up seeing when it comes to the NFL and really all sports in general. As we've got Mike Palm joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, and we were talking about this game a little bit as well. I know that you've seen some interesting action and you've got a little bit of a take yourself on this Broncos versus Eagles game. I think that it's so intriguing that the Broncos still find themselves as less than a field goal favorite. No question, they did wind up dealing away a couple players at the deadline. Most notably, they no longer have Von Miller, who's now on the Rams. But I take a look at this spot and I think that the Broncos being at home, being at elevation, laying right around two points in a lot of places, you're going to find maybe a hook one way or the other. But you're able to find the Broncos, by and large, as a less than a field goal favorite. It just seems like a really good spot for the Broncos. It makes you almost second guess if there's something that's up, but I mean, it's one of these cases in which if there is something up with it, you know what, I'll go down with it. I don't know what your take is on this game, but it's been a little bit surprising to see this line just still sitting here at two. Greg, what's amazing is the love for the Philadelphia Eagles each and every week. <laughs> as the betters go across the window, and mostly sharp money. I mean, they just keep backing this team. If you're going to fade the Eagles, it's better to wait because the number always moves against them. I mean, Denver down to one and a half in some spots now. I can't believe this game is not a three. You've got a team in the Eagles that refuse, and I mean refuse to hand the ball off to their running backs, right? Jalen Hurts is going to run, or he's going to throw the ball 75% of the time. They're not going to hand the ball off to the running backs. When you have a defensive coordinator like Vic Fangio, and you're going to be very predictable against them, I think that plays into his hands. Also, Denver's going to be able to run the football. They ran the football against Dallas, San Diego, or the Chargers, I mean, ran the football against the Eagles, especially in the second half last week. The Eagles have to travel. Like you said, play at elevation. There's no way this game should be less than a field goal, and yet it is. If I lose, I lose with Denver, but I'm going to lay the one and a half. And I feel like Brandon Boss or Boston Scott has been underutilized a little bit by the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Every time he gets the ball, it feels like good things happen for them, and yet they just flat out refuse to give him the ball as well. So that's something that has been a little bit befuddling to me. And Mike, what has not been befuddling to me is just something that we've seen across all sports, something that I've been talking about in recent weeks when it comes to this show is that we're just seeing an undertrend, and it doesn't matter your sport. We've seen it in the NFL. We're seeing it in college football. We've really seen it in the NBA where unders have been on steroids with regards to everything that we've seen with regards to rule changes. And I know one of your specialties always on this network has been the first period under in the NHL. 
Have you been maintaining that recently this season? Because we have seen about 53 or so percent of games wind up going under in the NHL. Have you tweaked it a little bit or have you been saying tried and true with that recently? You know, yes. You know what I try to do is I try to play that. It's, it, you know, Greg, it's so hard to play NHL games for the total game under because of these empty net situations. And you see teams now, you never used to see the teams leave the goalie pulled when they were down two. I mean, yes, in the playoffs or in, in a key game down the stretch where there are certain points needed, but not in regular season games. And you're seeing this all the time. So now you've got to focus on periods. And, and it could be the second period as well. The second period, you always get better value if you play it to the under because of the long change. Um, you always will usually get a plus price on the under in the second period. If you've been following these trends, a lot of second periods now are two and a half. Two and a half. In that case, you are laying juice to the under anywhere from 140 to 180. But still, it takes three goals to beat you in that spot. Now, look at the teams. Look at the trends. Look at the rest. Are they rested? I hate to play teams off a of back-to-back to the under because we know that defense is about effort in all sports and tired legs do not defend well. Look at the goaltenders, look at their experience and their past history against certain teams and certain systems. But yes, there's still value in finding those unders because as you know, the public loves to bet the over. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, I mean, we're just seeing it all across the board. You've been able to find a lot of unders. I do feel like fans in the sands have been having a little bit of an impact on this, but what has had a bigger impact Being able to get you on the show tonight, Mike, you do absolutely terrific work. Always love hearing you Monday through Friday and odds on, and it was great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show, Greg. Mike Palm, ladies and gentlemen, great to be able to get him aboard. Guy just does a little bit of everything. I'm sure that we're going to have him back on, talk a little bit of college basketball once we get a little bit further into that season. He does a great system when it comes to taking the first period under when it comes to the NHL. list goes on and on and got a little bit of an update when it comes to Survivor as well. Coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, we're going to be taking a little bit of a look back as to everything we wound up seeing from Saturday in both college football and college basketball right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Shoot for victory. Stream live TV. Play for free this hoop season with the Hulu Plus TV prediction series. Join four free to play prediction pools for your shot at $20,000 in total prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu now to get in on the action. This hoop season, it's time to have Hulu Plus Live TV. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Once again, big thanks to Mike Palm. Guy does absolutely terrific work over here at the network. Odds on an absolutely terrific show that is from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. If you're out here on the West Coast, Pacific time, that is 11 a.m. to noon, so absolutely tremendous. We're going to need to get him back on. We're going to need to get his takes on college basketball because he does a good job of being able to find some unders as well. So Mike Palm, a wealth of information, and we're going to try to be a little bit of a wealth of information for you here. We're going to recap a little bit of what we wound up seeing in the sports world on Saturday, a couple ins and outs as we just wound up having two games go final. For those of you guys that want to tail me on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors on the money line. It gets there. That is a good way to be able to wrap up the night. 73-61. to 61. The Rainbow Warriors get the job done as between a one and a half and a 2-point underdog. This total was very interesting. This opened up in a lot of spots right around a 134.5. Closes anywhere between 134.5 and 133.5. It can never be understated just the importance of being able to have multiple outs for yourself. I do recognize that those of you guys in... A little bit of newer jurisdictions to sports betting. You have a couple fewer options, but it certainly does pay to have just as many options open as humanly possible as it was certainly a case of which you want to take the 134.5 over was a little bit tough. If you want to take that under, by the way, it was very good, but if you want to take the 133.5, you were able to get there on that number. So we wound up seeing a little bit of movement there. And then when it comes to college football, well, it was not the night for the San Jose State Spartans. They wound up getting not just a loss in this one, but they were right around a three and a half to a four point favorite. And they weren't even close in this one as it was San Jose State 
taking the L in this one by a count of 48 to 17. If you wind up taking this total over, it would close anywhere between 57 and a half and 58. You're able to get there. And Utah State wound up opening up a four and a half point underdog. A lot of spots they wound up closing as more like a four point underdog. So you were able to get the job done there. And we have went about 90 minutes in this show without talking about the NBA. I do apologize about that. We are now going to be hitting a little bit more of the association. And in the next segment, we're going to be taking a look at a couple games of all forms of basketball, NBA, college basketball, get you guys a little bit of something to get your Sunday started. But with that said, we did wind up seeing a few more overs in the NBA. It's something that I've been talking about a lot on this show. Coming into today, we had seen the under in the NBA hit just above a 60% clip, right around 60.2, 60.3. So it certainly has been a case in which, well, if you've been betting unders in the NBA, you are making yourself a whole bunch of money, still hovering right around 60.5% as if you wind up taking a look at the NBA on Saturday, you wind up seeing four overs and three unders. It's like the first day that we've seen with more overs and unders since the invention of the Eon or something like that. I mean, it's been absolutely insane what we've been seeing in the NBA at this point, but I did wind up seeing a couple games wind up going over like the LA Clippers. They were really able to hand it to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 129 to 102. Something that I was talking about on the show yesterday is odds for the top score out there in the NBA. As we know, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, they're able to fill it up quite a bit. They were the short shots at DraftKings coming into the day, but how about what you were able to see from the Clippers in this one? They were able to get the job done as a relatively solid favorite. And a guy in Paul George that's looking to crack that list, he wound up having 23 points in this one. So nothing great, but really nothing to winding up hurting him as well. So it was a little bit of this and that. And what else is something that really stood out to me? The Detroit Pistons is starting to look like a little bit of a different team. As we know, Kate Cunningham, he wound up being banged up to begin the year, wound up missing quite a bit of the season, but they wind up going north. And they wind up taking down the Toronto Raptors by kind of 127 to 121. This is a Raptors team that they're in a little bit of transition as past Kelsey Ockham wound up missing. I believe it was the first nine or 10 games of the season. He has just reacclimated himself. And he looked really good in this game. 25 points, 12 rebounds. The problem is, though the offense was very good with him, the defense for the Raptors was about as bad as it's looked all season long. Cutting ammo, I mentioned, didn't even necessarily have a good game in this one. He wound up having 10 points. Four assists, one, two of eight from three-point range. The guy that was really able to pop off and have himself a nice game, and he's really been able to carve himself out a nice niche here in the NBA. That'd be Jeremy Grant. He has been averaging right around 18 and a half points per game. He was able to put up 25, five, and five in this game, so give him a lot of credit. And when it comes to the Pistons, the guy that has been a little bit of a surprise for me, Isaiah Stewart. He wanted coming out of Washington after Washington wound up underachieving, and if you put Washington and underachieving, and you're talking about the college, you're obviously not talking about a team from the state of Washington like the Seattle Seahawks or the Washington Wizards, but if you wind up mentioning Washington Huskies, disappointing, well, those words just wind up melding together very, very well. It's been rough for the football team. It's been rough for the basketball team, and Isaiah Stewart, he wound up having a little bit of a pedestrian rookie year, but in this one, 20 points, four rebounds. He's been able to do a solid job on the glass. Hasn't necessarily become the prolific scorer that you'd hope that he'd be, but seems like he's starting to get things going a little bit more. So it's going to be interesting to watch as young Pistons team moving forward since they were a little bit of a fade at the beginning of the season, but they seem to be getting things going a little bit more. What is going to be interesting as well is the Indiana Pacers, a team that I feel like whenever they do wind up having their full complement of parts because we've seen Malcolm Brogdon miss a couple games this season, but when they're firing on all cylinders, I do think that they're going to be a little bit of a sticky team. Chris Duarte, who they wound up taking the first round, has been relatively solid for them. Didn't necessarily have a good game in this one with just seven points, but the man I mentioned a little bit earlier, Malcolm Brogdon, part of this game that winds up going over 118 to 113. The Pacers, as a four and a half point favorite, boy, oh boy, do they barely get there in this one. And the big thing for the 76ers is that they just were without a few key pieces, including that guy by the name of Joel Embiid. Yeah, that is something that's always going to hurt you. Now, the good news when it comes to the 76ers is the fact that Tobias Harris has come back from his COVID-19 protocols. He returned a few days ago, and he looked really good in this game. 32 points, 11 rebounds, but it is such a key when it comes to handicapping the NBA. You've got so much injury information that you've got to be taking into account. There are so many guys that they wind up resting due to, and I air quotes here, 
rest manage or load management, and that is always a tricky part of being able to gauge the NBA. So when it comes to looking at the NBA in general, you've always got to be taking a look at Twitter, all these guys that they wind up tweeting out these reports of guys that are going to be in the fold, out of the fold, what have you, because that is such a big key when it comes to gauging the NBA. I've always thought of this as well. The fact that you're able to get such good numbers in-game when it comes to betting in the NBA as well, because it feels like it is certainly a league of runs. You're going to find the team that you wind up betting on being up at some point by 15 points, and they're likely going to be down by 15 points at some point in the game. And rather than maybe like laying four at the beginning of the game, you wind up seeing a team, they wind up getting down by quite a few points. You're able to jump in in-game. You're able to get a significantly better number. And rather than sweating things out in the final few seconds when they wind up going to the free throw line up by four points and you need them to hit at least one of them. You're feeling good because it's that in-game. You were able to get like a little bit more of an even money price. You were able to lay only a point or two and you're feeling very good about that. A team that I was very bullish on coming into the year when it comes to the NBA seems to be coming back to the pack a little bit more. The Memphis Grizzlies wind up taking another loss on Saturday. They wind up falling to the Pelicans by a cut of 112 to 101. It's been really interesting to just watch this Pelicans team in general. As we know, the main attraction for them is Zion Williamson, but you take a look at the rest of the guys for this team, and I do like what I've seen out of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He wound up coming out, and he wound up having 21 points in this one. Wound up being a mid-first-round pick a few years ago out of Virginia Tech, and he's really been able to form himself very silently into a solid scorer. He's averaging right around 15 and a half points per game. He's doing a good job as a starter for this Pelicans team. I do think that there's a little bit of value on him, especially when you wind up having Williamson out of the fold, much like he did in this one. And for John Moran, he certainly has been very special for this Memphis Grizzlies team on their West Coast road trip. We did find a lot of value with the Memphis Grizzlies, but now that it seems like the Memphis Grizzlies are starting to become a little bit more of a favorite in these games, the value is becoming less and less with them. It is a Grizzlies team that I think that there's going to be a lot of betting opportunities on them, but keep in mind, this is a very young team. John Moran obviously is someone that is in his third year. Jaron Jackson Jr. is someone that has been a little bit up and down recently. He had just four points in this game. You need him to be a really good second option scorer for this team. Desmond Bain has been able to form himself as a relatively solid three-point shooter, and I did like the fact that they wound up getting Steven Adams as well. A little bit of a veteran force, a little bit of a stabilizer, and for using an NHL term, he's able to be a little bit of an enforcer out there as well, a guy that is just going to do a good job on the glass in general. But when it comes to this Memphis Grizzlies team, it is going to be a team that I feel like is going to be inconsistent throughout the year when the books wind up lowering their numbers, when you wind up getting a little bit more value on them. That is going to be a very good spot. Meanwhile, when they wind up being a little bit of a favorite, when they wind up getting on a little bit of a cover streak, it could be a case in which it might be a good time to be able to fade them. So going to be really intriguing to see what they are going to be able to provide throughout the season what we're going to be providing next right here on the greg peterson experience a couple picks from the hardwood we're going to be starting with college basketball taking a look at all the action on sunday next right here on the greg peterson experience on vsin the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college basketball season has begun, and now is your time to get a copy of our annual betting guide for just $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on all the games for the entirety of the season, including odds, trends, power rankings, and analysis for every single team. I wind up providing a nugget on all 358 D1 teams, but what you want a little bit more is the insight of our experts. Matt Humans, Tim Murray, and apparently Greg Hoops-Peterson providing a little bit of everything with predictions on season win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, player awards. It's got a little bit of everything in there. It's north of 440 pages long, so it is the encyclopedia that you need for this college basketball season. Sign up today and get your copy for just $9.99. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe as it is a great Peterson experience. I am back with you once again, and you know what? That's perfect segue because in the last segment, we wound up recapping a little bit of NBA that we wound up seeing on Sunday. Now let's get to the games that we can bet on for this Sunday. We're going to be looking at the college basketball betting board here. As you guys know, I always give out a pick for the New York Post every single day when it comes to both college basketball and the MLB. Uh, as you guys know, well, we're not going to be giving out any Major League Baseball players for quite a while as that season is done for the next few months. So it is all college basketball for quite a while. And the game that I want to giving out, Florida versus Florida State. If you're looking rotation number-wise, 675, 676. Do note, this is a little bit of a earlier game. This is one that you probably don't want to get lost in the abyss of the NFL, which coming up in about 15 minutes, once we wind up getting midnight Pacific, that'll mean that all the continental 48 states are experiencing Sunday. So we're going to go hard and heavy on the NFL betting board when it comes to that hour. But this is a game that's going to be starting right around that time. And as of right now, pretty much across the board, you're finding Florida anywhere between a pick to a one-point favorite. Mostly pick, you might find Florida as a one-point favorite. So just be safe. I wound up giving out to the post a spread pick, whether it be them being a one-point favorite, a one-point underdog, or what have you. And we're looking at Florida State, baby. You take a look at Florida State. They looked absolutely tremendous in their first game of the season against the Quakers of Penn. Now, it's a Penn team that they had last played in March of 2020. So it had been a while for them, but and take a look at Florida State. And we all joke about Aaron Rodgers owning the Chicago Bears. The Florida State Seminoles should right now be screaming that about the Florida Gators. These two teams play every single year. Each out of the last eight years, Florida State has been able to cover the spread. They've been able to win outright each out of the last seven years. And you just take a look at this Florida State team, and it is scary what they've all got on their roster. It feels like they've got about 15 guys that are anywhere between six foot seven and seven feet tall. And all these guys shoot at minimum 33% from three-point range and a maximum of 37% from three. If you shoot below 33% from three-point range, you wind up getting the Game of Thrones shame bell. And if you wind up shooting north of 37%, you're breaking the rules. You have to miss one. So that way you're winding up falling in line. But Leonard Hamilton has done a great job of being able to recruit with Florida State. Then you take a look at Florida. You've got one guy returning from their backcourt last year that averaged more than a point and a half point per game. That would be Tyree Appleby, who wanted a beginning of his career at Cleveland State. And Florida has some guys that they are relatively solid with regards to their numbers. You take a look at some of these guys that they wind up coming in, like a Brandon McKissick. You're able to bring in Fladarius Fleming, but these are guys that they wind up excelling at a very low level. When it comes to looking at transfers in college basketball, you always want to note that a lot of these guys that they wind up coming from the Big South, they wind up coming from the Summit League. Insert your just small league here. They typically have a little bit of tough time transitioning. And Florida State, they're about as nasty as and as mean as it comes 
when it comes to just being able to bottle teams up. They do a great job defensively. You saw that on display against Penn. They grabbed 24 offensive rebounds, 49 rebounds in total. They wound up causing like 17 turnovers. This is a team that they do an absolutely tremendous job of just taking the ball away from you and scoring it themselves. Matthew Cleveland is a star freshman for this team. Anthony Polite wound up shooting about 43% from three-point range last season. He's a guy that's able to give you 10 points per game. You've got Malik Osborne. Now, Colin Castleton on the other end for Florida. He's relatively solid. Was one of the best players with regards to blocks per game in all of college basketball last season. He wound up doing a very solid job in the season opener against Elon. But what also had me concerned about Florida, free throw shooting. I think that this is going to be a relatively close game. And Florida in their season opener against the Phoenix of Elon. The reason why they didn't cover that game, if you want to blame the points with them, you were probably bitter about this. 16 of 29 at the free throw line. If there's one thing that is really, really important, when you wind up betting a tight spread in college basketball, it is free throw shooting. If you think that Florida might be up by two points with a minute left to go, good gosh, Jarnett, you better be taking a look at their free throw percentage because if you wind up having teams, and I'm looking at you from past year St. Louis, that you've got a guy like Hassan French who shoots 30% at the free throw line, that is not something that you want to be laying your shekels on. And Florida State, I think that they have the advantage there. They've got the advantage when it comes to size. They've got a little bit more experience. And also, keep in mind, when it comes to this Florida State team, they wound up having one of the most underrated transfers when it comes to all of college basketball in the fact that you wind up getting the Conference USA Player of the Year in the preseason last season in Mills winding up coming into the for this team as well. He was someone that while he was a freshman, while he was over there at Houston, he was able to give the team right around 15 or so points per game. This guy is just a walking bucket getter for this team. I think that he really brings this team to a little bit of a new level in general. I just think that when you got this Florida State team, all that they're able to provide, you wind up throwing in there a guy like a Caleb Mills. I think that it makes them just very good in this spot. I wound up giving out for the New York Post. Florida State, I wound up giving out spread. Personally, I'm hoping that I wind up getting more like even money, maybe just a way to be able to reduce the minus 110 juice. But I think Florida State wins this game. I set them personally as a four-point favorite. And when it comes to this total, it's a little bit of an intriguing spot because I did mention it. I do think that you're going to see quite a few free throws in this game, and that causes for a couple points at the end of the game. This is a total of which you're right now seeing it. In most spots, right around 145. I wound up setting my total at 144. We saw it a little bit lower. I was liking it over when it was more in the pocket of about a 143-ish. Here at 144 and after 145, I'd be looking at the under personally. Certainly, I see a little bit more of an edge when it comes to the spread slash the money line of Florida State, though. When it comes to college basketball as well, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to give you anything on the very, very early game at this point because if you look on the extra games board, 306-611, 306-612, you've got, and I'm not even kidding here, a game set for 7.30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Eastern between Lipscomb and Loyola, Maryland. What I can tell you right now is that typically you wind up getting what I always call the sleepy games in college basketball when you wind up getting these college kids that have to wake up at like the butt crack of dawn to be able to prepare for a game. And you know what that typically means? Under. A whole bunch of unders. When you wind up just seeing all these games that are played at like 9 a.m. You see it every single year in college basketball when you wind up getting these big slates. You see like the games at 9, 10 a.m. Under, 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 under. And then in the afternoon, it becomes over, 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 over. That is just something that's so simple, but you've got to take it into account when it comes to your handicap. You've got 18 to 22-year-olds that have to wake up early and try to put buckets up on the board. And typically, they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of it. Though, I wound up taking it over in one of the earlier games in college basketball. As you do have 671, 672. This is Seton Hall versus Yale. Yale is catching 12 and a half points. You're finding this total anywhere between a 145 and a half to a 147. Now, if you've got a 147 available to you, it becomes a little bit more of a roll of the dice, but at more around a 146, I do advocate for an over in this spot because I personally set this number at a 147. You take a look at this Yale bunch, and they looked incredibly impressive in their game a couple days ago against UMass. They put 91 points up on the board. They've got Azir Swain, who winds up coming back after he wound up having double figures two seasons ago for a Yale team that was set to make the NCAA tournament before COVID-19. Wound up taking that away from them. You've got a Yale bunch that, in general, they have been one of the powers of the Ivy League. Now, you do have a Yale team that they themselves wound up missing the entirety of the 2020-21 season because the Ivy League wound up opting out of the season, but... Still with Yale 
having that good, impressive win against UMass has me feeling good about them. And Seton Hall, still a relatively solid team, and they know about having Spark Kids on their team because Bryce Aiken wanted to begin his career at Harvard. He was able to put up 20-plus points per game a few years ago while he was with the Crimson. Now he's over there with Seton Hall. Looks like he's gotten back to full force. And you've got so many guys like an Ike Obiano who winds up coming over from Florida State. He's 7'2". He's able to give you a couple of block shots for Seton also. They're going to have a little bit of advantage there, but I do think that the backcourt of Yale is going to be able to keep them at bay in this game. So I wound up taking 12.5 points. And I'm certainly going to be taking a look at the over in this spot as well. And I do think that you've got another intriguing game on the board as you do have Western Kentucky against South Carolina. South Carolina, anywhere between a one and a half and a two-point favorite. And if you want to watching the South Carolina game that they wanted to play against Princeton, this is a team that they've got no shooting whatsoever. They wound up going one of their first 20 from three-point range in that game. Princeton, no doubt, is a relatively solid defensive team. But with South Carolina, they brought in just a hodgepodge of pieces. Eric Stevenson was relatively okay at Wichita State. Big fat disappointment while he was at Washington this year. Looks like he's on base for being exactly what he was at Washington. Now with South Carolina. Meanwhile, you've got a guy in Demarion Sharp who is the tallest player in all of college basketball for Western Kentucky. The man stands seven foot five. If he winds up walking past you, he's so tall you could probably feel a breeze come off of him. And this Western Kentucky team, they back him up with a relatively solid backcourt as well. So I'm going to be looking to take Western Kentucky as a little bit of a money line underdog in that spot. We're also going to be taking a look at NFL as well. Coming up next, it is going to be officially midnight on the West Coast. So we're going to be looking at the NFL betting board right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.